This is Scott Manville, and you're watching the TV Writer Podcast. Hosted by Gray Jones, the TV Writer Podcast is brought to you by Script Magazine and ScriptMag.com, the leading source for script writing information in print and on the web. This is Gray, and I'm here with Scott Manville, who is a former development executive and also the creator and founder of a really, really cool resource, the TV Writer's Vault, which sounds really cool. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing great, Gray. Thanks for having me on. Well, I, I really, really appreciate this for a number of reasons, because we've had a, a couple of people with, with previous histories in, in development. Um, Pilar Alessandra comes to mind. But uh, I think you've developed a really unique resource that uh, that I think people are going to want to hear about. Um, why, actually, why don't, why don't we, even before we go, go any further, why don't you tell me what is the TV Writer's Vault in a nutshell? Sure, I'd love to. Um, the TV Writers Vault is basically a sourcing tool for the entertainment, for the TV industry, for producers and network executives to discover new material, new concepts for TV shows, new scripts, and ultimately new new talent. So it's a database, which is a, a an online marketplace where people with ideas for TV shows can pitch their concepts. Producers scout those concepts and projects, be it a, a format idea or a script. They connect with that writer or creator. They make any deal if it's viable, and then they go on and produce the show. So it's a uh, it's become a really um, great venue for new writers and creators breaking into the industry. That is is really really cool, um, especially because in and I know a lot of the projects that I've seen um, in development there have been reality TV based, um, right? And over the years, because I I work in reality TV, I've had so many people come to me and say, oh, yeah. I've got a great idea, or I, I think I would be great on camera, or um, can you help me with this pitch? And there's been almost nothing in terms of resources, and they, they just, they're totally right. clueless. Because, you know, you've got these huge seminars and conferences on, on film, like feature writing. Sure. You've got a few that sure. talk about TV, and f almost nothing that talks about... Um, creating your own reality TV project. So, so what kind of resources do you have related to that? Well, you're 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 right when you when you describe that the 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 path to success or the path to getting a reality program or TV show produced is is it really doesn't have a uh, a clear roadmap. I think we're in a new era with the internet connecting Hollywood to writers and idea people and reality TV specifically is, is something where anybody can have a great idea, but then anybody, you know, they, they don't understand the process of Hollywood, of the TV industry, how development ex executives work with producers, how producers sell to networks. Um, so what I've done with the TV writers vault is simply created a platform of exposure to screened executives and producers who will take an idea Take the, um, the, the project, package it, turn around and sell it to a network. And it's a pretty simple process compared to scripted projects. Now, with scripted projects, as you know, there's, there's much more involvement of other writers and drafts and redrafts. And then you get the studio involved and all this stuff. Reality TV is a much quicker process. And that's what makes it fun too, because, you know, ultimately you're, you're wanting to see things get on the air. You're wanting to see things get produced. So as confusing as the process of, of the TV industry can be in getting something sold and produced, reality TV is it's, it's a fast track for creators to break into the industry, if I'm going to make any point. And mm -hmm. the TV Writer's Vault allows that. 
So, um, you know, we, we get very excited when we have creative people with great ideas connecting with a producer and that producer. And here's another little point I'll throw in. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's not always about selling that idea. It's about selling yourself and the way that you conceptualize and create projects because many times as other writers doing scripted series will, will understand from doing spec scripts, mm-hmm. the producer is looking for talent. If the project doesn't totally work, they'll think, I love the way this person thinks. I love the way they conceptualize and often will go on to collaborate or develop something else with them. So it's a also a great resource for connecting. Yeah. Well, and, and I think the incredible irony is that just like there's a, a massive number of people who are, are thinking of the next great reality TV series, all right. of the reality TV producers I know are constantly looking for new ideas. The old adage of Hollywood being a closed door, it really doesn't exist anymore because of reality TV. Producers need ideas. They need new concepts. They may have a team of development executives, but those are only a handful of people with their brains and their resources to find stuff. So um, they have to reach out. They've got to get out there, connect with big thinkers, idea people, people with access to subjects and places and people that can translate into shows. So it's, I, I understand what you're saying. And that's also what I discovered in working at Merv Griffin Entertainment. I saw that these producers, as closed off as they were to the outside, they were desperate for ideas. And that was what, sh- what helped me understand that there, there must be some resource. We've got to create something so that the general public, people that aren't in the industry, can connect with them. And the first project that I sold from uh, through Merv Griffin Entertainment was a project that was called in from a guy in Florida. Now, back then, we really didn't have any, any protocol or policy of not accepting unsolicited pitches and whatnot. It was all kind of new. And, and so we get this call, and I'm talking to this guy. He has a great idea. And I said, well, fax it over. He faxes over a paragraph. I take it down to the, down the hall to, uh, Bob Kosberg, who had a deal with Griffin at the time, big film producer, but doing TV, still doing TV. Mm-hmm. He loved it. He loved the idea. We ran it down the hall to Merv's office, got it approved, made a deal with this guy the next day, sold it the following day to Disney Buena Vista on the first pitch. Oh my that, goodness. That was eye opening to me. And also, uh, I, I have to point out when the deal was done and they're getting into making the pilot, Two of the executives from ABC came over to our offices, had a little creative conference and everything, finished up, and were walking down the long hallway from the Griffin offices to the Beverly Hilton Hotel for lunch. And one of the executives just kind of says, so how did you get this idea? Where did it come from? And we said, uh, some guy in Florida called up, had the idea. And her response was, I love when that happens. Wow. <laughs> so it told me that even the big network executives – they they want to promote it. They know it's out there. And um, so from that point forward, I knew I had to try and develop something that would become a source for new creators and writers, as well as the producers to find new projects and get them running. Well, it, 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 and it makes sense. I, I mean, for for dramatic pilots, as you know, I mean, it to go from idea slash pitch to a, a produced pilot is over a year. Usually, and the, it the is cycle an process, yeah. the the cycle is like a lottery where where it's like a thousand to one odds of you actually getting it on the air, um, right? 
but part of that is because it costs millions of dollars to make that pilot and and to for development but reality tv is so cheap they, there's so much less risk for these companies absolutely it's all about the risk you said it and the network is putting up money and with reality tv they can just pull the plug and reshoot stuff if they need but with scripted projects they're investing money up front before they even really have proof of concept and so those are big choices to be made it's a it's a longer process um but, but I, I have to bring up, uh, even today at the TV Writers Vault, we had an exec, executive VP from FX Network register in scouting projects, scouting sitcoms, scouting 30-minute comedy series, concepts and scripts, drama series. Wow. So ev even though the process is, is uh, a big one and it's a long road, they want new material and they want new talent. So I, I, I can only guess that they know the the odds of finding something brilliant are few and far between, but they may find great talent to work with. So they're out there, they're looking. Yeah. Well, it, it reminds me of um, uh, Daniel Knopf I had on, on the podcast. He was a creator of Carnival. And wow. a, a, how Carnival happened was he he literally posted part of the, the script online and uh, and there was a a, a producer, I think, who basically just said to his his assistant, "Just find me something." And so he went wow. on online looking to see what was out there and found part of this carnival script and brought it wow. to his boss. Now, wonderful! Yeah, <laughs> that's that's great. I mean, and this is this is the great thing about this industry. You're not going to find the uh, car manufacturing industry or other industries um, that look to the public, that look to new talent to find material those are other industries that are very tight controlled closed off processes so it's exciting to see when that happens you can put stuff out there and get discovered that simple yeah yeah crazy crazy stuff well yeah. um why don't we why don't we backtrack a little bit and, and talk a bit about how you got into the industry and your experience working at merv griffin because i think it does inform um what you're doing now uh, sure. so when when you when you started out what were you thinking about what you wanted to do I was a struggling writer. I started at the Strasbourg Institute in theater doing acting and writing and um, really found my love for, for writing and wanted to write screenplays, started doing it, and um, actually wanted to find the, the simplest job I could that would allow me <laughs> the most free time to write. Mm -hmm. So I uh, took a job at the pool at the Beverly Hilton. Now, that was pretty cool during the summer. I mean, a lot of, <laughs> lot of fun going on there. Um, but I had the morning shift really early. I'd get out there at six o'clock and oftentimes I would write on my shift, you know, uh, mm -hmm. behind the towels and the cushions and everything. I'd have my little pad there and <laughs> didn't, didn't have a laptop yet. Those were like, you know, just coming out, but wrote every day and more importantly, shared it with people. And a lot of people that were there at the pool at lunch, uh, doing business in their offices nearby, you'd become friendly. You'd be helping them out at the pool, getting getting lunch for them, doing other things, and you start chit-chatting, and they want to know what you're doing, what mm -hmm. your pursuits are, and you let them read your writing, and you you get beat up, you get you know blown <laughs> off, and everything, and they 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 ultimately see, wait, here's a here's a person that's really going after it, that's creating something tangible, mm -hmm. um, and they like that, and so it took one person 
to pass my stuff on and then ultimately ended up working for Merv's company as a driver, then a reader, wow. then working as an assistant to three assistants. Those were very busy days. I mean, it seemed like working 24 hours doing three jobs at once. Wow. But once I was able to communicate with the producers, working with their assistants, they would see, oh, this guy knows how to look at concepts or picks things that are viable. That's where the connection's made. And then ultimately, they want you to stick around because you make the process smoother. They don't have to sort through stuff. You can you can focus in on great stories and projects. And then it's fighting for it because there's a lot of competition. Uh, not It was not an easy company to work in. Mm-hmm. Um, but the benefit was he had a lot of different producers working there. So it wasn't just TV stuff. It was film producers coming in, people who've, who've you know, done huge projects. And you start seeing different styles of producing, of conceptualizing, different styles of pitching. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot. It was the greatest college to ever go to. And that was uh, that was a real blessing. And as as difficult as it was, um, I wouldn't have changed a thing. Yeah. And you worked out pretty far. I mean, you you became the head of the TV development there. Right. I was the one person, and that's uh, that's that's <laughs> you're you're kind of the hub of everything, and and that's fun because you you know you're you're the center of all the activity. You're working with four or five different producers and all the different projects you have with them. Then on the flip side you're bringing in all the projects from the other people bringing in projects below you and scouting stuff. So you're dealing with a lot of material, but you're learning a lot and you're making great connections and you're learning the shorthand and you're learning how different producers think. So to me, that was, uh, that was the most fun, I think. And that's, you know, also your, your head's on the chopping block and you have to fight for projects and, uh, more often than not, they don't go the distance. Um, but, you know, that, that was a, a great spot for me to make good connections, get people to know my work, and then ultimately figure out what I really wanted to do, uh, which was creating something for everyday people with great ideas to connect with producers. Very, very cool. So, so when you left Merv Griffin, um, what, what was your plan at the time? Well, I was already starting to develop the website for TV Writers Vault and had a lot of confidence in it. Um, I was also working on a few other projects that may or may not have turned into something. You're, you know, you're hoping and praying, mm-hmm. but nothing you can count on for a paycheck. So, you know, it does get to that point where when you have a new vision, when you have something that can be your own, uh, you have to take that leap of faith. And so that's what I did. And it ended up working out and, uh, haven't looked back. Very, very cool. And, uh, and since then, I mean, you've, you've worked with a number of different, uh, companies. I, I'm speaking about the TV Writers Vault, um, right. connecting ideas and, and, and projects. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about, um, maybe the, the first exciting steps in, in making that happen? Well, you know, uh, starting out, it was, uh, crossing my fingers and hoping that producers would actually use the database to scout material. And once they did, that was very exciting in itself, um, you know, and you, I always assumed, oh, it'll probably be some, you know, small producer or small independent company that may option something. And then I've got to promote that. And you're really trying to push the material you have and get the writers out there and promote it to the industry. And in the middle of all of that, it, I think it was a Sunday, I get an email and, it, you know, it's the 
the admin at the website telling me that there's an executive scouting and here's their activity and this is what's going on. And it was the uh, senior VP of alternative programming at Fox TV studios. Wow. And he was requesting contact with a writer. So I said, Oh, this is great. Wow. Studio exec. Okay. Let's see what happens. He was the first one to buy a project from the TV writers vault. Wow. So that was a, a big shot in the arm. And, um, but, but more importantly, what it proved to me was that it doesn't matter who the producer is, what the company is. These are real people that need material. And here the studio executive was sitting around on a Sunday, probably having coffee, scouting stuff online. Yeah. Well, and, and one great thing about, about online in general, I, I was, I was browsing through your site, some of the success stories. And I mean, there were, there was one from here in Ontario, Canada. Um, you, you talked go. about the guy from Florida who's selling a pro project. I mean, right. it's, it seems like you don't necessarily have to be in LA to, to get something like this going. That's true. That's, that's exactly right. And, uh, uh, you know, you have, you have people from all over the world pitching projects and also projects being produced all over the world. Companies are all over the place. Buck Productions, which is the first to get our program on the air mm -hmm. with, with Steve Santini from, from uh, your neck of the woods up there. Yeah. Uh, they're based in Canada. They also have offices in, in New York. Um, so it's no longer about being in Hollywood in LA. Uh, and the internet has made that, that happen. And it's really fun to see, um, to see what happens and, and people getting shows on and how they're produced and, and then watching their careers take off. Very, very cool. And, and, and these, these projects are, are happening. I mean, you're a co-executive producer on a reality series that's going to pilot at A&E. Um, right. and, uh, there's other, pa uh, projects package, package there. You mentioned, uh, I think that was Saw Dogs. Is that the one, um, with Santini? Yeah. yeah. And, no, well, uh, uh, Steve Santini was, uh, he created and starred in Deals from the Dark Side. That was oh, okay. on, uh, A&E in Australia. UK TV, um, the sci-fi channel in the U.S. here, uh, but they were sold globally, which was kind of uh, cool. But uh, Saw Dogs, that aired on Discovery Channel, mm -hmm. and that was from a writer-creator, Mike Harris, who oh, okay, uh, Mike lives, Harris, yeah. lives up in L.A., mm -hmm. um, but had a connection with these incredible artists, these crazy you know, uh, chainsaw sculptors up in the Northwest and pitched it as a docu-style series and they turned it into Saw Dogs and it was uh, first broadcast on Velocity, which is a um, kind of a, a substation or channel for Discovery and that's kind of man-centric. They want macho, crazy cool stuff, a lot of things about cars, so chainsaw sculpting right up their alley. Um, but it did well there and they ended up moving it to primetime on Discovery for uh, about 13 episodes. Um, but you know, these are, these are really, uh, fun things to see happen because these are people that are very, um, tenacious and they believe in their concepts and they're out there. And Steve Santini, he, he pitched dozens and dozens of concepts, all of them around subjects that he knew, hmm. uh, and ultimately one connected. It took him a while. Um, but that's also another great lesson. Pitch what you know, tell stories about what you know, the world you live in, the things that you've experienced. And more often than not, those projects are more potent, more powerful than somebody just thinking of it and thinking, oh, this must be good. Hmm. Very, very cool. Now, I, I noticed um, as, I, as I was browsing your site at tvwritersvault.com, um, there's quite a few resources that I wasn't necessarily expecting from the site. T tell me about some of the resources that are there. 
Yes, you know, we, we want to provide new writers and creators with a lot of resources to help them understand cr- the process of creating, developing, and pitching. Uh, there's links to different uh, fellowship programs, uh, things that the networks promote for new writers. We have uh, information on spec script writing, um, a lot of interviews with industry executives, which are important to read because you get it from the horse's mouth. You understand what they're looking for, how they look at things. Um, so we, we do pride ourselves in providing valuable information for writers and creators to understand the process and improve their craft. Mm, great, great stuff. And, uh, and so if somebody wanted to get started on TV Writers Vault, what would, what would they do? Well, it's pretty simple, but first you want to have a concept fleshed out. You want to write a pitch, a very detailed treatment of what that concept or format is. If you're Mm -hmm. pitching a reality series, um, just like other genres, you want to have a a catchy, clever, cool title, a log line, which is the short pitch, one or two sentences that, that hits on the core of the concept, what we're seeing, who the people are involved, what the agenda is. That's the high concept pitch. And then a synopsis that breaks down what we're watching. And I say what we're watching because, and I want to point this out, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this as well. Um, when you're writing a pitch, especially with new writers, it's very easy to get caught up in trying to sell it, like justifying why the subject or the story is interesting, mm. giving a lot of history, a lot of narrative, and all this expository information before even actually getting to what we're watching. Right. But when producers are reading that synopsis area, they want to see what it is right off the bat. They're smart. They get it. They know from the log line and the title probably what it is. They just want to see what we're watching. So you want a synopsis that hits all the beats of what's unfolding in the program, what we're potentially seeing, and make strong choices. This is, this is where you can sell it. If you're pitching a docu-style series, you can't go back in time or say this is what happened in their life. You're proposing what will happen. Hmm. So take advantage of that. Create compelling, very powerful scenarios, situations that we'll probably see with these people or that subject. Um, so title, logline, synopsis, as simple as that. You register it. You will then be able to log into a members area where you see a project status report. When producers review your project, it's recorded there. You see the company date and time for your records. It's all mm. in the database. You get email notifications of reviews. If they like your project and they want to talk to you about it, they click a button. They request contact with you. We exchange the information. You're connected with them. And that's pretty much the process there. And are, are there samples on the site of, of, of the things that you mentioned, like the formats and, and that kind of thing? Yes, there are. In the section for creating for television, mm-hmm. there are a few different pages where they have templates, kind of some rough outlines of what a treatment looks like, what a pitch submission looks like, uh, as I just described. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we like to try and make it simple for people, but it's it's also important to remember that there are no set rules, and often it depends on what your project is, what your story is, that will determine what the best format is for writing it as a pitch hmm. so now, that's, now that's where you're uh, sorry uh, it, can can i just ask you so from the writer's perspective or, or the um prospective producer um how is money exchanged like what where like you're obviously connecting right writer to company um are you right. acting as a manager in that sense are you or how, how no. yeah this is this is something that uh we also uh 
uh, like like writers to understand, we don't take ownership in their project. Their project mm-hmm. is 100% theirs. We have the listing fees that they pay, either a monthly fee or a discounted long-term fee for listing the project, mm-hmm. and, the, and that's it. We don't take ownership at all. It's their project 100%. If they get a proposal from a producer, then they're negotiating with the production company for their involvement. They're letting go of the project so that company can sell it to a network. Uh, in terms of money that's exchanged, typically when a, when a production company sells it to a network, there's a setup bonus. Mm-hmm. Once things go into production, then you're getting a per episode fee. Um, a person who sells a, a concept for a series should get a created by credit, some form of producer credit and per episode fees that can be between two and four percent of the locked budget per episode. Mm-hmm. Now that budget has a great variance. It depends on what the content is, what the network is. It can be a hundred thousand dollars. It can be a million dollars. It's all over the map, but you do it as a percentage. It's typically two to four percent per episode. And then also the writer creator wants some involvement, some participation in the production company's licensing revenue. So as that production company sells it around the world, sells toys, figures, all kinds of different things in all different mediums, whether now known or hereafter devised, as the contract would say, you want a percentage of that as well. Hmm. So that's pretty much the framework of uh, of a deal. Very, very cool. And uh, and so um, there are writers getting their projects off the ground, and, and that is really, really, really exciting. Um, yeah, we're excited too. And, and so once once people start with you, do you find people that are uh, are pitching two, three, four, five, six different projects? You, you mentioned uh, Steve Santini right. as an example. Yeah, yeah, they pitch a lot of projects. I mean, you have people that will just pitch one project. That's what they've created. They're not really in it for a career, but they have a great idea. Mm-hmm. Then you have others who uh, really make it their their life and practice to create and pitch. And they can have dozens of projects. Steve Santini had... Dozens of projects, um, but each one, he put his signature on it. He really applied his intellect, his knowledge, his writing skills, and that's a lot of work. Um, so people will build up an archive of projects, of concepts and scripts listed, and uh, ultimately, they, they hope that one connects. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's all over the map. You get people <laughs> with one idea or, or dozens and dozens. Yeah, well, and... As long as you get that one, I mean that's that's where the ball starts rolling. But uh, right. an, another huge, huge, huge thing with with reality TV is casting. It it's sure. almost I mean often you when you find when you find the right host, you'll look for a project to put that host into. That's how valuable the right host is. Um, you Absolutely. actually uh, worked with uh, Ryan Seacrest on his very first show over at Merv Griffin, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, so you also created castmyreality.com. Tell me about that site. That site really focuses in on building shows around people. Um, it is all about casting in docu-style reality series. I mean, you have every subject under the sun, but ultimately it comes down to what the subject is, who the people are involved, and that's casting. You have casting producers and producers looking for people, looking for new worlds to explore and build out as shows for TV. So that's a place where people can basically pitch their life. Um, they can propose their business. They can propose uh, their lifestyle, what they do, what they know, different subjects and arenas that, that are in their world as new TV programs. So it's similar to the TV writer's vault, but they're pitching their own world or themselves 
things that can translate into docu-style series for reality TV. Very, very cool. Uh, and reality TV, massive market right now. Um, yeah, that's and, right. Yeah. And we see that, yeah. you know, being the, being the TV writers involved, we have companies like Fox TV and FX networks like today looking for scripted projects, but it's, it's hard to get around. The overwhelming majority of activity is, uh, uh reality TV. That's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not slowing down. <laughs> no, but I should, I should say it's still all about story. Yeah. So it does take great writers. I mean, you, you, you look at a uh, producer and director of a reality TV program and I'm talking about the good ones, mm-hmm. <laughs> not the, you know, there's, there's something for everybody, but, but it does come down to story. It's about casting, about focusing in on what that great thread of a storyline is, how to build that out, how to edit it. It still ultimately is about story, and that's the wonderful thing, and I think will always be a main staple of, of TV, regardless of the genre. Mm. So uh, that's what we hope to see continue. Very, very cool. Well, actually, and interestingly, I don't think it happens as much in, in Hollywood, but here in Canada, there's a lot of writers that float between dramatic and, and reality. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And, and it's wonderful that networks can uh, benefit from a great storyteller, a great writer coming in. And if they're working in editing um, a story for a reality TV, you know that they're going to understand and see the di- dimension in the characters, see the relationship dynamics and know what to focus on, what not to focus on to tell the story. It hopefully uh, uh, is a good thing. Very, very cool. Well, um, uh, your your Twitter is at TV Writers Vault. Yes. Cool. And just to mention some of those websites we, we mentioned, uh, tvwritersvault.com, scottmanville.com is another place people can go to get information about you and, and your projects. Yes, yes. Uh, email me. I'm happy to answer questions. I love helping people understand the process. And, uh, and I, I really appreciate having, having been on your program. It's a great source. TV Writer Chat is a, uh, a good place to get uh, a lot of information mm-hmm. from the pros. And I was uh, lucky to discover it recently. Cool, cool. And of course, the podcast site, tvwriterpodcast.com. Um, and, and, oh, and I do, I do want to remind people there's a ton of, uh, links that you can dig into at tvwritersvault.com. Um, some cool information there. But yeah, before we close, is there any advice that you would give to just in general or, or something we didn't cover in this interview for people who want to break in? Um, they want to get their project off the ground or they have a great idea for, for a series. I can say that, uh, when you face rejection, it's, it's just someone helping you get closer to something that works. And ultimately it does take only one right project. So the road may be long, but you've got to believe in the process. You've got to trust the process, commit to it and know that ultimately you'll find one that connects. Very cool. Well, that is a great place to end up. I do want to thank you so much for your time. I think this has been really, really insightful and helpful. And uh, who knows? I'd love to hear stories of people who listened to this interview, got connected through your site, and got a project off the ground. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks, Scott. Thanks a lot, Gray. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Hosted by Gray Jones, the TV Writer Podcast is brought to you by Script Magazine and ScriptMag.com the leading source for scriptwriting information in print and on the web.